whatever idea you choose, it's never going to be the perfect idea. You're not going to be in love with it every second of every day of every hour, you know, kind of thing. There are going to be really tough, tough times. And, you know, if you want to succeed, you just have to power through all of that. Welcome to episode 29 of the Online Course Guy podcast. I am Jacques Hopkins, the Online Course Guy, and this is the show where we show you how to turn your hobby or passion into a profitable online course. I was able to do just that with my hobby of the piano, and now after eight years as a full-time engineer, I'm proud to say that I support my family just from the income from my online piano course. Today on the show, I was joined by Helena Liu, who has a course on project management and I really enjoyed talking to Helena. She's just crushing it with webinars and with her course and the the fun thing is that she just quit her job about a a month or two ago to focus on her online course and so we talked about several things in this episode. Uh, We talked about a big life change that Helena recently made which might not have been possible. It, it, It probably wouldn't have been possible Uh, without having her online course business. We talked about the marketing strategies that have worked for her so far and the ways that she's looking to develop that further as as her business grows. And we'll talk about Helena's sales funnel setup and the really interesting way that she merges evergreen content and live interactions to engage with potential students. So let's go ahead and jump in into the interview with Helena Liu. Hi, Helena. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me today. Yeah, sure. It's it's been a I guess a few months since we officially met in person, so I'm excited to hear what you've been up to the past yeah. few months. And I hear, um, you know, as we were talking right before we uh, were officially on air on the podcast, I heard some right. great news. Right, you quit your job. I did quit my job. Yes. Congratulations yeah. for sure. What um, was there any one thing that made you make that decision? Actually, yes. So. Um, so I was doing the planning process. So, oh, so I guess I should back up. I was working at a major bank um, here in Canada and uh, in project management and my course is on project management too, um, unsurprisingly. And we were doing the phase, the second phase of our project planning uh, for that project. Um, and then what, and then, you know, as we were doing that process, I had access to everyone's salary information because we needed to <laughs> we not salary I should say their hourly everyone's hourly rate information because we need to plan out how we're gonna budget um, the project so how much you know we need how much money do we need to ask for funding for in order to complete um, this project and um, and then what I realized was I was actually getting paid half the amount as the guys on the project who were doing pretty much the same work that I was doing so when I, and I didn't know this before. And so, you know, side note for those of you working in corporate, like sexism in corporate is actually a real thing. Um, and I experienced it firsthand, but that's not the topic of this talk. But um, so I, I went and spoke with my AVP and stuff and just say, hey, look, like I'm so severely underpaid. And then he was like, okay, I'll raise your, um, I'll raise your salary by, uh, by 10%, where I think it worked out to $6 an hour like more. And I was just like, you know, that was, that was still way below what, um, what, 
what someone who was doing my job was getting paid. And then my course revenue started picking up. And that's kind of like, that's kind of what pushed me over the edge and decided to see if uh, becoming a full-time entrepreneur making courses is the right way to go. So that's kind of what happened. It's, it's really nice to have options because at that point you had a course that was making money. It was moderately successful. Um, you'd probably say, and you had something to fall back on. So all of the power was in your court. I'm sure they could have said, okay, we'll go ahead and triple your hourly rate. And then you would have had something to think about. But the fact that they only wanted to bump it up 10% made it an easy decision. Okay, well, I've got this other thing that's that I can fall back on, right? Yeah. And I guess what I realized about corporate from that, um, from that experience was that you, you almost like you always feel like this mule with like a carrot dangling right in front of your head. And you can never really catch the carrot. Just when you were like really angry and you're just about to leave and then they give you that little bump so that you <laughs> leave. And then like, and then when you're really, really angry again, you're just about to leave again, they will give you like that little bump again, but they would, but like um, in entrepreneurship, like, you know, you could go from 5k and then you know, to 50K tomorrow. Like, you know, if you, if you know the processes, like I think in entrepreneurship is all about getting the right processes. Um, but in corporate, it's always that very little incremental um, gain that you're always getting. And I think that was one of the, when I realized that was a world I was playing in, I realized that wasn't really a game that I was really interested in playing anymore. Yeah, and, and you had the option to fall back on. Uh, I usually yeah. recommend people try to start their course while they're working and yeah. because I'm not a very, I'm not a big risk taker myself and I don't like to encourage other people to take big risks either. But, you know, look at you, you, you started it while you were working and made it successful yeah. while you were working. And when the mm-hmm. time was right, you cut the cord, you know, you cut that, mm-hmm. you cut the cord of the carrot, I guess. Yeah. So yeah. how long, let's talk about how long you had your course um, sure. up and running before you quit your job, right? Can you take me back? to Mm -hmm. when you first got your idea for this online course? I first got this idea in 2014. Um, So when I was doing my own project management certifications, um, and then I just like, I went through the whole certification process, took all of the courses, and I was like, oh my God, I can do a so much better job than the education that I received. And I thought I could do it for a lower price as well. So that's when I got into the whole thing. and I would say like the first year I actually made negative $5,000. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that was pretty heartbreaking. Um, and then, you know, I think the year after I made 5,000, so I broke him even on my second year. And then it, and then it just kind of snowballed from there. And then um, by the time I, I, I quit at the bank, um, I was making the same amount from my courses as I did in my day job. So that's, and I was working half, like less than half of the time on my courses than I was in my job. So effectively I was making double if you look at my hourly rate from that perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just thought, you know what, there was a lot of ways that I could think of that I wanted to improve the course. And I just want, I was just like, you know what, I feel like maybe someone will hire me in six months or a year if this doesn't work out. But right now I just want to see um, if I can grow this further, giving like giving it a, my all. So, yeah. Well, now that you have all this time on your hands, I have no doubt that you'll be able to continue to grow this. If you were able to do it part-time and grow it to as much as you were making your full-time job, there's no doubt that you're able to continue to grow it. I mean, I guess it's been, what, like two or three weeks 
since you yeah. took your job. So, I mean, the sky is just going to be the limit. I know for me, when I quit my job, I was making about a fifth from my course as I was my full-time job, but we had some savings, fortunately. Um, right. And I knew that if I quit my job and I had the time, I could grow this thing. And I did. And so right. you're in an even much better position than I was when I quit my job. <laughs> yeah. So back when you were, uh, back when you were starting and you, you, you lost money that first year, you know, yeah. when you were just getting started, is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know today? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I wasted a lot of money hiring core, um, hiring coaches who are not useful. So that was $1,500. And that was the hardest lesson I think I had, I ever learned in my entrepreneurship, um, hire some business coach. Um, and he charged like $1,500 and he didn't do anything. And, uh, and at the time, $1,500 was a lot of, it's still a lot of money, but at the time it was a lot of money for me. So I think if I could go back, I would say like, you know, um, don't hire those expensive, fancy coaches because I, I, I don't feel like usually they don't add that much, uh, too much value. Um, and I would say like, and a lot of time, like, like throughout my own journey, I was able to reach out to people because you'd be surprised at how little people re actually reach out to other people. So what I did was I actually like read success stories from either, you know, people who had online courses or online software. So I found like one of my best mentors by reading a blog post from Thinkific. And like, you know, it was about like how he succeeded in courses and stuff like that. And it was on an Excel course. And then I just cold emailed him. I just said, you know, hey, look, I found your blog post. Um, and then, you know, I really like what you, you do. Um, do you mind just giving me a few tips? And then, you know, you'd be surprised at how receptive people are just to help someone else. And that's actually where I found the best advices that I got. So, um, you know, you know, the best things in life are sometimes free. So I would say, you know, instead of hiring um, expensive coaches to uh, look at blog posts or other courses and look at their success stories and see if you can, you know, reach out to someone with similar businesses or, or are like 10 steps ahead of where you want to be and just ask them for advice. And usually those people are actually really nice and they want to help you just because so little people actually reach out to them. So that's, I think that's phenomenal advice and you're, you're kind of sparking something in my head as well. And I don't think people do what you're saying enough. You know, you can go spend yeah. $1,500 on a coach, but right. if they really high value. maybe, yeah, yeah. well, it, it, they could, but it sounds like you just had a bad experience. But if you just, yeah. if there's somebody that, you know, um, has a piece of information that could maybe help you, the mm -hmm. worst thing they could do is just say no. And yeah. maybe they give you 10 minutes of their time and that's all, all you needed really. And in general, I would say people are willing to help depending on who it is, right? If right. you're this nobody and you want to ask Gary Vaynerchuk a question or Tim Ferriss, it's yeah. unlikely they're going to spend 30 minutes or an hour helping you out. Yeah. But it just depends yeah. what it is. I remember when I was first getting started, I reached out to a guy named Dean Dwyer. He had this podcast I listened to. To me, yeah. he seemed like a really um, almost unattainable person at the time. Um, mm -hmm. But I just sent him a quick question, something that only he, I knew he could answer. And right. he was like, man, that's, that's a great question. Let's jump on Skype for an hour. And he was wow. immensely helpful. And it sounds like you had similar uh, things happen yeah. to you as well, just by asking, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, just by asking. And and you just ask in like a very friendly manner. I just say like, hey, thank you for your time. Um, basically, I'm just getting started with my courses. I saw that you were featured in Thinkific. And, you know, I think I really admire everything you're doing. Do you mind if I just ask you a few questions about how to get started? And I've never had anyone say no to that. <laughs> awesome. That's great advice. So uh, next, yeah. I want to I wanna turn the attention to your website because I was I was looking at it before we got on and uh, mm-hmm. your, your website, uh, tell me the domain or tell everybody out there the domain. <laughs> yeah, it's exampm.com. So the PM stands for project management. So exampm.com. And yeah. actually how I got that domain was just because the domain PM exam was taken. So <laughs> I, just switched it, I just switched the two around. So, and it kind of just stuck. So that's what it, did. That's what it ended up being, yeah. Yeah, just a quick funny story to throw out there while we're talking about project management I know when we first met a few months ago it yeah. was funny because you your background used to be a piano teacher and I now you now you have a course on project management and I right. used to be a project manager and now I have a course on teaching pianos <laughs> yeah but yeah. anyway I'm looking at your your website right now and and one thing I love about just the the home page and I took a course I took an online course on um, landing page psychology, website psychology. And one of the big takeaways I had from that course was within the first five seconds, mm-hmm. I should be able to tell what, what you offer and how it's going to help me. Right. Right. And that is so clear on your website, how to you. get PMP certified in six weeks, take mm-hmm. our free training class to jump your, jumpstart your certification process. And then a big start for free button. I think that's great. Where did you uh, come up with the idea for for this sim- simple uh, first view into your website? Um, I think just trial and error. Because um, I think um, a lot of people come to me, like my my customers come to me and they, they just say like, hey, you know, we need this certification. By the way, it's a very well-known certification in project management. And they say that, you know, um, I really need it because if I don't have it, I won't be eligible for my promotion or I can't apply for this job because this jo- one of the job requirements is that they require me to be certified. Um, so they're just like, what's the most painless way that I can get certified? You know, they don't want to know everything about project management. They don't want to boil the ocean, so to speak. You know, they just want to know what they need to know to pass the certification so that they can, you know, get that promotion with their job that they needed. So, so that, so like given that insight, I was kind of thinking, what's the, what's the least amount of time can, that someone has to spend in order to pass the certification. And when I kind of like just went back and did the math, I was like, okay, they really like, focused, you know, they can get certified. I think six weeks is a reasonable amount of time. It's, it's aggressive, but it's a reasonable amount of time that they can get certified. I don't want to put something like two weeks because that would, you know, because that would sound too good to be true. It's, it's, um, um, can I make an inappropriate analogy? No. Okay. All right. I won't say it then. Uh, As long as as it's kid friendly. It's, uh, um, okay. Let me think. Well, um, yeah, okay. I can, I, it, it can be kid friendly. Yeah. Okay. Um, so let's say, um, let's say you go to a restaurant and you, uh, and then, you know, let's say I have a course and I say, okay, it will allow you to go to a restaurant. Um, and there's a hot waitress and, uh, and then she's going to pay for your bill. And then we usually, when someone hears something like it sounds too good, like my point is that it sounds too good to be true. Right. So then they won't believe it. 
so then they won't go for it. So you do want a good offer, but you also want a believable offer as well. So, you know, I, I, so I don't, I don't want to say like get PMP certified in a day or in two weeks, because that's just, that's just not believable to people and people just say, Oh, this is scam and they will move on. So I'm just saying you want to make your um, offer clear, make it good, but also make it believable as well. So I deal with the same thing, right? So if I told you I can teach you piano in 21 days, Sounds, right. sounds maybe too good to be true, right? Mm -hmm. What do you think is harder, learning piano or getting certified for the PMP or for PMP exam? Uh, learning piano. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> let's, uh, I bet that I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. Yeah. I think, I think both of our claims are, um, I need to kind of see it to believe it type of thing, right? Mm -hmm. And I know you have this big start for free button. So what happens mm -hmm. when I click the start for free button? Then we'll ask you to register for, for a webinar. And what happens in that webinar? In that webinar, I actually break it down for them and teach them how they can get certified. Um, and then be like, hey, look, you know, you're probably not doing it right. Um, and that's why, you know, you think it takes a really long time, like, you know, three, four months to get certified. But if you follow these steps, then you can actually get certified in six weeks using this methodology. And, um, and then just make it, make it really, you know, like when people see it, they're like, oh, right. This is a different way of looking at the course material. And that's, you know, that's what helps. So to get their buy-in that it actually is possible to get certified in six weeks, you give mm -hmm. some free training and you open, you kind of peel back the curtain to show them, um, show them that it is possible, you know, give them some free stuff. And then by the end of that webinar, they're like, they're convinced that they can do it. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. So I'm the, I'm the same way. I mean, I've got to give away some of my training for free so that they mm -hmm. can see that they, that it is possible for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and you know, I'm, I'm PMP certified as well. Cause I was a project manager of my job and, yeah. um, and that's awesome that you took your, your customer and your potential customers feedback and understood that that's what they wanted in general, because I know when I was going through the process, like it's not a graded thing, it's pass fail. And yeah. so I was looking to do the absolute bare minimum to pass yeah. this silly test because yeah. anything over pat, like any one point above a passing grade was, was effort work wasted basically. And yeah. so um, that's great that you listen to your customers and apply that. And so yeah. I just, you know, wanted to compliment you and your website and make sure people understand that takeaways. Let's simplify websites. Let's make it um, so that people can understand what it is that you're offering and how it's going to help them as quickly as possible. And I definitely think you pass the five second rule with that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for saying sure. that. So yeah. um, next I want to shift and talk a little bit about uh, pay-per-click advertising because when we first started talking a few months ago, I think that's the biggest like questions you had for me was like, you were yeah. asking me about conversions rates on my PPC. You said that you had tried different things. You were never successful. So yeah. give me an update that on that. Are you, are you having some success with PPC these days? Yeah. Um, I should just back up and tell, tell everyone that we actually met at SumoCon. So, um, and that was a fun experience and everyone should go. It was a good conference. Um, okay. So, um, so since, since um, SumoCon, um, I think SumoCon was the place where I actually discovered like how other people were doing their, uh, their ads and their PBC and Facebook ads. Um, so, so I left SumoCon and then I started 
doing my own advertising. Still haven't gotten AdWords working yet, but I hope to have a better update next time. Um, but Facebook is working now for me. So I'm spending about $100 to $130 a day right now on Facebook ads. Um, and basically the Facebook ads would just join, uh, just um, get people to join my webinar. So it's the exact same messaging on the Facebook ads as it is on the homepage. Like, you know, learn how to, free training, learn how to get PMP certified in six weeks. And then people just sign up for that. I've been getting pretty good success with that. Do you, but, are you, do you know what your return on investment is on that? So I get about three. Um, so my right now, I'm acquiring leads around three dollars to three fifty three three dollars fifty cents um, per lead, and the lead I define as an email address. So like I register someone registering in my um, in my webinar, um, and return on investment is like three three to one or four to one right now. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. You need to be spending more. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm doing this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, I've only been running Facebook ads now for two months. So since SumoCon has ended. And right. before that, um, it was all SEO. Like the only thing I was focused on was SEO. So going to SumoCon like, was when I discovered the whole world of pay-per-click. And I think I've been in love ever since. <laughs> <laughs> well, with the with an ROI like that, I could understand it for sure. Yeah. So what are you just targeting existing project managers with your ads? Oh, I should mention one reason my ad returns are so good is because I'm in Canada. Um, so, so because I'm in Canada, I pay for my ads in Canadian dollars, but then my courses are, I sell most of my courses to ah, America nice. and America. And Americans pay in U.S. dollars, so yeah. automatically I get like a twenty percent jump in in my ROI from that. So I sh so I, I should have mentioned that just to, for full disclaimer of you know why why my results are that way. So um, yeah, that was one of the reasons. Okay, and are, and who are you targeting? Is it existing project managers? Um, I target I target this based on interest, so people who are interested in project management. Um, oh, cool. So actually, that's actually one of the tests I want to run this week, though, is to target existing project managers and see how, how good that converts. So I haven't actually tried that targeting, but it is actually on my list. So you read good. my mind. Good, yeah. good, good. Okay, let's ne next talk about tech, all right? What are you using for your webinars? What are you using for your email list? What are you using for the, the membership portal? All that. Yeah, so for my webinar, I use every webinar. Um, and there's a specific way that I use EverWebinar and I can get more into it if you want to hear about it. Um, and then for my landing pages, I just use Thrive Themes, which, it, which connects to WordPress. And that's just been my favorite, all-time favorite ever. Um, also use Google Optimize, which is a free tool that's connected to your Google Analytics to A-B test, um, split test pages landing pages and I use Thinkific to host my course and Zapier to connect everything together. Did you mention email autoresponder? Oh, active campaign. <laughs> okay. Good choice. Yeah. Let's talk about the webinar stuff uh, for a minute. So you, you mentioned that you use ever webinar. So I'm guessing that the webinar is a evergreen ev webinar, meaning you're not doing it live every time. Is that right? 
Yeah, thank God. <laughs> Imagine doing it three or four times live every single week. You might be a bit exhausted from right. <laughs> doing so that. Tell, what did you want to tell me about the, the webinar? Uh, yeah, so, okay, so if you are just starting out with webinar, you should absolutely do it live. So when I was starting out, I did 20 of them live, probably more, actually probably more than 20. So for an entire year, all I did was webinars, and I did a webinar like every other week. Um, and then, so like I just, so then I just knew exactly what worked for my audience and what didn't work. Cause every time I'm on that webinar, like I feel my own energy and I can feel that other person's energy as well. And I just like learned all the ins and outs. And actually um, on my second webinar, like when I was doing my webinar, like there were some trolls in the comments who were just really mean, like, oh, she just wants to sell stuff. You know, I thought this was free. Like they were just like, so me and that was really hard to deal with. But since then I just, I know how to, um, delete people and just, you know, don't even bother responding to those anymore. Um, but that actually doesn't happen very often, but I was unlucky and I got it on my second webinar and <laughs> I almost quit after that, but I'm glad I didn't. Anyway, um, so if you're just starting out, I would definitely recommend doing it live. I did it live for a year before I started automating my webinars. Um, what, I t what I still do now is what I realized when, is that when I automate my entire um, webinar, it actually lowers conversion rates significantly. So what I do now is I do kind of my own version of a hybrid webinar. So where the the talk is pre-recorded, but I'm actually live in the chat box. Really? That's very interesting. Yeah. So I'm actually live in the chat box. And another thing I do is I know a lot of internet gurus say like they schedule their webinar so you can attend every single hour. I actually don't do that. I actually only offer one time every single day. Uh, sorry, not even every single day, every other day right now. So when they sign up, they can kind of like, I think one thing that actually increased my conversion rates was that people see the scarcity of the event. Not like, oh, there's ah. three times, there's like four times a day that you can join this training. Like, no, um, there's three times, um, you know, there's two to three times a week that you can join this training and that's it. And then there's, it's predefined. It's not like when you select Tuesday, there's going to be like five times that you can select. There's one time and that's it. So it, 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 I think it um, increases conversion rates for two reasons. One is that people can see the scarcity, like there's not a lot of sessions and, you know, we're not BSing you. There's actually not a lot of sessions. And the second reason it, I think it converts is that People don't make two choices. They just make one choice. They just make a choice of their dates and that's it. Cause there's one time they don't make a choice of the date and the time. Uh, so I find, yeah. So I find that that works really well for me, um, for my niche. And it could be something interesting. Like I know people usually don't do this cause I think everywhere I've read on webinars, how people run ever, ever webinars is that they do it every hour where they have it like three times a day or something. Um, and I, I've tried that and it just didn't work for me. When I lowered the amount of times I offer my webinar, I actually saw an increase in the conversion rate. So that is, that is really, really cool because you see that all over the internet, you go register for a webinar and yeah. the sketchiest thing is when it's like next webinar starts in seven minutes, you know, and yeah. I've, uh, I've looked behind the curtain of ever webinar. And I know that's a feature. It's called like a just in time webinar yeah, just in time. Yeah. where you, 
you know, and, and, and it makes sense because people, when they're, when they're actively looking and registering for a webinar, they're obviously at their computer or device kind of ready to consume some content. But at the same time, it's also pretty sketchy. So I think it's really cool that you, you utilize evergreen webinars, but you're still in there doing the chat and you only yeah. offer like one every couple of days. Now, yeah. the, the biggest reason that people do the just in times and like three times a day and all that is because when somebody's registering, like you want to make sure that there's a time available that they can participate, right? Have you yeah. seen any problems with that? I mean, you, I know you said that yeah. conversions are higher, but what would you say to somebody that says, well, I do it this way because I want somebody to find a time that's going to work for them. Oh, I actually offer a replay. That's replay. how I get wrong. Yeah. So I say, if you can attend, then I don't actually say this on the webinar registration page, but mm. I actually send the replay after. So after it finishes, you, you do send the replay. So I am, I'm curious, I'm very curious about that because I'm not using any sort of um, webinars in any of my business stuff right now. So yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. on your site right now and I click the, the get started free and yeah. I'm clicking select date. Um, mm -hmm. And there's only three choices. And today is the, 10th so i can schedule for thursday the 11th tuesday yep. the 16th or thursday the 18th so yep. um you know the, the, the least yeah. yeah the least amount of choices i think the easier it is to make a selection so i'm going to select <laughs> yeah. tomorrow and once i do that there's no time choices there's only one yep. available option yeah excellent yep. all right so i'm yep. going to go ahead and register for your uh, for your webinar and right. see what happens and so, uh, once I select the date, it automatically selected the time, and then I just have to put in my name and my email address. And do you address people by name because I'm giving you my name? Correct. Excellent. Yes. And while this is loading, do you do I have the ability to buy your course other than this webinar? Currently, no. Currently, it's just through the webinar. Um, but I'm hoping to start another sales funnel where people can buy anytime they want. So. I'm still working out the clinks in, in that right now. Yeah, good. So I just registered and I'm sure I'm going to get some emails and things. And so, yeah. so I'll be get, getting some email reminders for the webinar tomorrow night. And then you're yeah. going to give me uh, some training. And then at the end, I'm sure you're going to pitch me the offer for your six week course. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I should say that they have like a year to complete the course, but hmm. what we're, we're, our value proposition is that, you know, we're going to help you get certified in six weeks or your money back. So the scarcity on the webinar side is obvious. There's only three choices and you just pick one, but once they're presented with the offer, is the offer only valid for a certain period of time? Yes, uh, 48 hours. Okay, all right. 48 hours. And then um, I use something called Deadline Funnel and it just shuts down the page. After Excellent, I use Deadline Funnel as well. I yeah. love it. Well, this is, I, I mean, I'm learning a lot from you. This is so cool. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I think we're, I think we're about out of time, but, um, I, next, I just want to find out like somebody, you know, think about you back in 2014 or, you know, I was, I was just getting started back in 2013. You kind of have this idea and there's yeah. just a lot to do. Like what advice do you have somebody that's just getting started out? Oh, um, just getting started out. Hmm. Be persistent, be persistent. I would say that. Um, I think, I think mindset is probably the most important asset you can have as an entrepreneur. Um, and just believe that it is possible and that you can do it. Um, I think that's, 
I think that's probably the most important thing. And you, you are going to face obstacles. I mean, I faced obstacles, you faced obstacles, and we, we, we all come across roadblocks. And I think why people don't succeed is because um, they, don't, they don't have enough grit uh, to work through those obstacles. So they see like, you know, I have a friend um, who every second day is starting a new course. He's been starting a course for the past two years. One, one day it's on SEO, the next day it's on Facebook ads, the next day it's on, I don't know what, but when it's like, whenever he meets an obstacle, he would just stop. And he'd be like, he would look at the next shiny thing and be like, oh no, you know, I was never really interested in this. I, what I really want is this. And then it's like, okay, well go for that. And then, you know, a month later is like, oh, I'm not too interested in this. Maybe I'm really interested in this. And then, you know, maybe the next thing is like Bitcoins where like, you know, whatever the next, the, the hot topic of the day is, he seems to be always tracing after that. So I say that is just that, you know, whatever idea you choose, it's never going to be the perfect idea. You're not going to be in love with it every second of every day of every hour, you know, kind of thing there are going to be really tough, tough times. And, you know, if you want to succeed, you just have to power through all of that. Great advice. There's always, always, always going to be obstacles. And I think the people that are successful um, are the ones that find a way to get through the obstacles. And the people that are not are the ones that give up as soon as the obstacle presents itself. So I think that's, that's great advice. So um, Helena, why don't we wrap up um, by just, if there's anything else you want to share uh, with the audience, and then um, if there's anywhere other than uh, examspm.com that, that people can find you online. Uh, yeah, um, you know, we're on Facebook, Instagram, um, I think all of the social media, you, you can find the um, company page. I'm sure you include my name in the bio. So you can always look me up on Facebook if you want to ask me a question or you can email support at examspm.com. That's my email and I will answer any questions if you have questions related to courses. Thanks, Helena. I'll talk to you soon, hopefully. Yeah, sounds good. Talk soon. All right. Thanks again to Helena for joining me on the episode today. I'm just so pumped up about the information she shared about the success of her webinar. And I have been working on doing, a, creating a webinar of my own and following a lot of the strategies that she presented. And I really just really like the approach of just doing a lot of live webinars first. And even if you do transition to the evergreen webinar, still kind of being around, being in the chat and being as genuine as, as possible. So I really appreciate her sharing all this wonderful information and congratulations to her again for being able to quit her job and focus on her online course. That is, uh, that is just the coolest, coolest thing. Now, for those of you out there that are ready to do something similar that Helena did and that I've done and, and a lot of the people that have been on this podcast have, have done and that's set up and create a profitable online course of your own based on whatever hobby or passion it is that you have. I have a quick start guide waiting for you over at theonlinecourseguy.com. So head over there, grab that guide, get started, and I look forward to working with you on your online course. See you next time.